today on the Shrewd Dudes Podcast. We're going to talk about a bunch of different things because, oh my gosh, we have so many sources for you. Oh, information overload! Exactly. In our rant of the week, we're going to discuss how leftists don't face the same kind of justice that conservatives do. In our shrewd check, hide the crimes. we're going to factually address all of the claims that the left and the Canadian government have made about the freedom truckers. And we're going to use definitions mm-hmm. to address whether it's appropriate for them to use those words. This basket of liars. And then finally, in our douche of the week, we're going to have our first double douche. Justin, mm. the true dictator, is once again King the douche of the, of the week. Fascists. Because the son of Castro is just yeah. dipping his yeah, toes yeah, in fascism every single <laughs> flipping day. Oh, yeah. All of that and more on the Shrewd Dudes podcast. Podcast. Okay, another Thursday. Dana. I know, another Thursday, and we can't spend too much time, but briefly, how has your week been, Danny? Uh, it's been good. Um, I realized something, like, when when, <laughs> when I do my intro, I'm, like, usually very high-pitched. When you do your intro, you do, like, so low-pitched. I know. Like, today, on the Shrew Dude's Puck. <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, what a difference. When I, well, what I do, when I do my intro... I think of Captain yeah. Holt because it's gravitas. <laughs> it's gravitas. <laughs> like velvet thunder. I like, know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's right. You know, like you're not well. You're not. You're not. Uh, was it? Was it? What do you call him? Like a uh, uh, wet blanket. That was his original. Oh, yeah. Call time. Wet I like blanket. That. That's right. But uh, exactly. I'm excited about today. This is gonna be good. Um, this is my good chance to vent. I look forward to Thursdays. Because mm-hmm. I have so much rage, Hall, like like Homer Simpson when he was like painting and it explodes. Like I have so much rage, Hall. Like that's what must mean. That's why I like the rant of the week, the douche of the week. It, it gives me a chance to yep. Blah, blah. Onto our wonderful audience. It's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Well, you're, I'm looking. You're yeah. my therapy. You're my therapy audience. I know this week has been just such <laughs> chaos because I've yeah. been like moved to a new crew, and the new crew is just like. There's no communication whatsoever. It's hmm. kind of just like show up on site when you feel like it, I guess. It's anarchy out there. Because the the crew is huge. It's like ten guys. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, well, there's not enough work for everybody. Yesterday, hmm. like yesterday, we're just like we're gonna we're gonna take out snow. We're gonna shovel snow, and so <laughs> because we have to remove it from the roof. They need to have a guy on the ground to like let everybody know it's like yeah you can't go here because we're just gonna be dumping <laughs> snow and the roof is yeah. like eighty feet high so it's like do not walk here because you will like get a concussion yep and so that was my job in the afternoon because I'm just sitting there and I'm like yep don't go there don't go there I'm moving all <laughs> trucking. And I'm like, we had already set up tape, and this one guy comes along with like his porta party truck, and he's like, "Is here okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'll just tell him to push it over a little bit." <laughs> so I it turned you into the meter maid from like uh 
yeah. from Zootopia. Yeah. And like, oh, you got to do the generic stuff. <laughs> yeah. But the crew is pretty chill. They're just like, how's it going down there? <laughs> like, it's going good. <laughs> They're like trying to throw snowballs at me. I was going to say, that's what I would do. I'm like, hey, yeah. hey Steven. <gasps> and I'm like, can't hit me. I'm too small from up there. <laughs> like, this building is huge. I'm, it's probably I'm... like the. It's the second biggest building I've ever like been in or on. The biggest building I've been in was the place that they make the the Boeing factory in Seattle. The biggest building in the world. They have blocks. Like they have street signs in that building. That's how freaking big it is. It's a big building. It's massive. But we cannot talk about the buildings. Let's all day long. Let's get into it. Let's, Let's go into straight into this week we in satire. So, <laughs> from the Babylon Bee, researchers determine the science has changed after carefully examining poll numbers. So, scientists for the Democratic Party have announced the surprise change in science after previous science was determined to be too unpopular to remain science. Oh, funny how it works. We've been poring over the data, spelled poring wrong, specifically the opinions of suburban women in swing states, and it's become clear that masking children has suddenly become completely ineffective for preventing COVID. Democratic pollster uh, scientist Bob uh, McNeil. Scientist. <laughs> it's really a shocking turnaround. It's just last week masks were super effective, and anyone who disagreed was a murderer. Gosh, science is just amazing. Jim Acosta mm, from CNN. Science is democratic. I know, who just last week called optional masking worse than a Soviet police state, hailed the remarkable breakthrough. Once again, this shows how Democrats lead the way. Last week, we led the way in accusing people of child abuse and they didn't put a muzzle on a two-year-old. Now, we're leading the way again in removing outdated mask mandates, and it feels just so good to look parents in the eye and say, you're welcome. Now come, you poor <laughs> ingrates, come and let your faces at last gaze once again on my handsomeness. Because ladies, well, I thought definitely not Nancy Pelosi saying that. I know. Find yourself someone <laughs> who loves himself as much as Jim Acosta loves Jim Acosta. I think like when when Nancy Pelosi takes off her mask, it's kind of like it's kind of like the you know when the you open the Ark of the Covenant and everyone's faces melt and like you know disappear and all that. Like you have to avert your eyes. She does that. Oh yes, you definitely need to avert your eyes when Nancy mm-hmm. Pelosi takes off her mask. <sighs> oh, I know. It's like saying like Mufasa, like like Nancy Ooh. Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Nancy, Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi. <laughs> Chuck Schumer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't get that shudder um, with AOC because yeah, you're just like, yeah. It's 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 a bad thing like, to laugh at people who are brain dead. It's in poor taste. <laughs> See That's that right. was that was really in poor like, taste, Danny. You laughed at somebody who's brain dead. What can I say? What can I say? You know, like, I think everyone in the Democratic Party is slightly, like, retarded, you know? Yeah, I don't slightly know. retarded, but AOC is their queen. <laughs> the queen. <laughs> the queen of the queen brain of the turds. I know. But, like, right, in all right. seriousness, this is totally happening because, well, in the States, it's happening because of polls, and polls are changing <laughs> in Canada mm. and partially in the States because of what? Truckers! Oh, oh. It's it's so funny because, like, you know, like uh, Jason Kenney, 
He's like, oh, we totally planned to like reduce yeah. to change everything. This was totally like you know like based on the numbers. Yeah, we know that's complete BS and because data, a week and a half prior, science. a week yeah. and a half prior to this, the unions mm-hmm. were saying we needed more lockdowns, and Jason Kenney's like, yep. I'll consider it, but I probably won't do it. <laughs> they're like, we need to have like a per- we need to have a mandatory vaccine policy, and we need to have like s- shelter in place orders. That was what the unions were demanding. And he's oh, like, well, I don't listen directly to the unions, but like we'll consider it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you weren't considering reopening. You just noticed mm-hmm. that polls were shifting against you, and you're like, oh! You kind of panicked. Funny how that works, eh? You know, like uh, polls have a magical power over the virus. Yeah, magical power to change the science forever. This is always changing. Now, if it'll only, only change only YouTube forever. Time. Oh boy! I know. So tell us about this. Uh, this another uh, one of the king of the turds. Oh yes, the leftist, another uh, another yeah. king of the turds. Yeah, and as you'll probably notice as we go along, some of the stories will disappear simply because we have so many sources, and it's mm. slightly overwhelming my connection. So, mm. well, Stephen, it's almost like we're trying to be transparent. <laughs> I know, but we will <laughs> include all of the sources. That? in the description of this video, as well as on our website. So do not fret. You will have all these yep. sources for you to read and learn. Mm-hmm. But I just I, don't want to overwhelm my Wi-Fi. Well, I, I, I know this may out. be very, very shocking to many of you because you're used to not having new sources actually be honest and transparent. So try to like take a I breath, know. you know, focus Breathe your in. chi, and let's go. And let's go. <laughs> And then focus on, oh my gosh, this guy is a douche, but he's not quite douche of the week caliber. So NYC Mayor Eric Adams says Mm. media covering him through different prism because he's black. Adams says his story is being interpreted by people who don't look like me. What a douche. Oh boy. So yeah, he lashed out at the news media after his trip to meet with lawmakers in Albany and suggested that coverage of him is distorted because he's a black man. I'm a black man, that's the mayor, but my story is being interpreted by people who don't look like me, he said during a press conference on Tuesday. We've got to be honest about this. How many blacks are in the editorial board? How many blacks determine how these stories are being written? How many Asians? How many East Indians? How many South Asians? Everyone talks about my government being being diversified. What's the diversification in the newsrooms? Probably uh, quite a bit, considering, like, you know, how many, like, leftist uh, organizations are covering that. Yeah. Hmm. So finally, he says, my role as mayor is being interpreted through the prisms of your realities and not mine. So when you write stories, you're not writing stories for people who are almost homeless like me. You're not writing stories for people who are arrested and beat up by police officers. You're not writing stories for those who are dealing with high crime. You're de- writing them from your prisms. Okay, can, can I mention something right there? Like yeah, that whole little like, pirate that he just had? Please like do. he said, like, you're not writing stories for people who were almost homeless like me. You know, so for, basically he, he said initially... That uh, they're covering him based on a prism of race. Yep. What does homelessness have to do with race? Is no. he saying that black people were all homeless? I'm like, that is quite the statement. Well, so he's and- just bunching in a whole bunch of different victimhood experiences in the whole thing. So first, it's about race. Then it's about all like these, all of these random, you know, like you know, like victim categories yeah. that he's like, you know, suddenly suddenly declared i'm like he mm-hmm. can't even be consistent well and it's it's very mm-hmm. clear what he's going for because he's like yeah. well it's it's not about being black it's about 
having diversification it's about having people who come from certain points of view and it's like well it's very clear you want your newsrooms and anybody who's covering you to come from a perspective that favors dem- democrats mm. now it's worse than that well it's that he's basically saying yeah no he's basically saying i can't be criticized by you unless you're black yeah that's basically what he's doing it's like he's facing criticism he's like how can i avoid the criticism that is justified, but, you know, it's like being given to me. Oh, I know. I'll basically pull the race card. Be like, you can't criticize me because you're not black. Well, because he said it wasn't because, like, I'm going to push back on you because he says, it's like, oh, like, we need more editorial boards that are Asian American or South Asian or, like, Indian. So it's not just about the black card. And then he's like, I want to hear from, I want, well, it is the race card, but it's also, like, I want to have... I want to have reporters and I want to have journalists who cover from the prism of potentially one, like once at one point being nearly homeless or being beat up by the police. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's entirely this like, Oh, well, everyone needs to have, yeah. What was me? You need to have exactly the same backstory as me, exactly the same viewpoints. He's talking Mm -hmm. partially about diversity of race but I'm sure that if Candace Owens showed up and asked him a question, he'd be like, well, you don't come from the same background as me. You weren't nearly you homeless, count. so you don't count. So it's 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 not diversity of only race, but it's I want diversity. What looks appears to be diversity of race, but what I really want is singularity of opinion and only a singularity of opinion that matches identically to mine. Yeah, he doesn't like me. diversity of thought. That's no, he doesn't. He wants people to think in lockstep. And think about how insulting it is to suggest that black people would automatically think yeah. exactly as he does and would understand things the way he does. Like that's that's all. Like it's well, the, and it's the, it's the, begging the question in so many different ways because just like oh yes, people of minority status, most like many of them were nearly homeless. Many of them were beaten up by the police, and it's just like okay, there's a lot to address there, but we don't have the time. Yeah. It's it's a classic whataboutism. Oh yeah. It's like you're doing a terrible job of policing our city. Well what about the uh lack of uh you know proper people here that I need more black people in this newsroom? It's like, oh yes, yes, you're right, you're right. We need to like, right, like, like what are we asking what right. are we asking about again? Like, don't you worry about it. I I just let me do my thing and you will get some more black people on your on your board that will be all you good. diverse like, oh, fast. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know. Yes, Mayor. It's a it's a whataboutism. Yeah, it's, it's it is. Deflecting. It is. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately, we have so much more to discuss that we can't even discuss this in length. So we mm. have to pretty much jump immediately to the douche of the week. Let's go there now. No, nope, not the douche of the week. The rant of the week. Oh yeah, crap! Rant of the week. I'm getting so <laughs> messed up with how many things we have He's to cover today. Over. We're Sorry. doing rant of the week. Rant now. of the week. Let's go. Red alert. <laughs> So the rants of the week. First off, jumping in to a story about this attempted assassination, which is pretty crazy on its own. Attempted assassination of a nearly government official is insane. Yeah. So, but the rant of the week is basically going to be uh, we're going to be talking about something called a memory we'll hole. If you guys have never we'll heard there. of memory hole, yeah, we're going to get there. But that's the theme of this rant mm-hmm. and why we're kind of like getting a little ranty about it. Yeah. So Louisville activist was charged in an attempted assassination of a candidate for mayor. So this is a picture of the guy who was nearly assassinated, mayoral candidate. Oh, Clint he looks Greenberg. angry. He does look angry. He's hungry. 
He also has a, a very hangry. Jewish name, which we'll address in a second. Authorities have Not charged you when you're hungry. Yeah, charged a suspect in connection with May- Monday's shooting targeting Louisville mayoral candidate Craig Greenberg. Quintess oh. Brown was charged with attempted murder for, and four counts of wanton endangerment. He pleaded not guilty. Not guilty. Not Multiple guilty. shots were fired during the incident, but no one was harmed because this guy is just a terrible shot, which is good for everybody involved. <laughs> which is really funny because you'll have to find out later. He, uh, he is a, such an advocate for like for gun harsh gun control. Yeah. And yet he gets a gun and he can't even shoot properly. Yeah, he can't even shoot properly. So he goes, yeah. he gets charged and gets put in jail and then this is not the right story no you put that out of order i did did i delete that one i might have oh you might have actually you know what i'll talk about it while you while you look for the story um so basically for uh for those of you um uh so what happened was uh uh quentin um quentin uh he basically was uh Oh, look, I found it. All right. So, (laughs) suspect accused of trying to kill Louisville mayor candidate out of jail after BLM group post bond. I wonder how that happened. Wait, hold on a second, Stephen. I thought it was like, I thought it was illegal and totally bad to raise money for bad people. Isn't that, isn't that like the the rule that we're supposed to follow? Well, that's supposed to be the rule. That's what they were saying. Like, that's what the hmm. Canadian government has said, that basically anybody Apparently. who financially supports the truckers anybody bad can have their is... bank account frozen. Right. But can't contribute to terrorists. I, I think, I think what they're trying to get at, Danny, is that leftist good, freedom-loving conservatives bad. It's okay when we do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it is okay when they do it. So, like, there's this guy. Let's go through a few others. That are down the memory hole. A few of these you probably have so, not heard of. So before before you go into this, yeah. so like here's here's the uh, here's the concept. If you guys aren't familiar with the idea of the memory hole, so what happens is in the the there's a trend in the media that you may not be aware of, and and this not it's not a very for people who don't follow the media and the news very closely, you wouldn't know about this. But what happens is uh, the media, particularly leftist media in the states and le- legacy media in Canada. If a story is convenient to their narrative, they will they will dwell on it forever. Like if you remember, what was that school shooting in Florida, Stephen? The uh, the school shooting. Oh, and not Sandy Hook. It was. It was a major major shoot. It was like where David Hogg kind of. Yeah, got I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. So that shooting, just for for our audience, that shooting was massive. That was that was on the news every single day, nonstop coverage, nonstop coverage for weeks. They even had a CNN town hall talking about it because why it was convenient it was a white shooter he was like you know he had all the little uh, marjorie you know, like stone marks yeah. yeah and and that was a convenient story that they could they could use to push their agenda of gun control good guns bad you know all this kind yeah. of stuff right that was huge but then you get school shootings by people who don't fit the narrative and suddenly they're all silent, and not only do they cover it just barely, but then they almost immediately they always want to shove it under the rug and pretend it didn't happen. And well, and they want to provide they want to provide a justification for it. That's yeah. like I well, we'll talk about it in a second. We'll talk about one of these instances 
and how the media covered these stories. And it was not just laughable, it was disgusting. It was disgraceful. disgraceful oh, it was disgraceful. Covered, right? Yeah. So let's go so, over a so few of these. This is the memory hole where they basically yeah. try to sweep this under the rug. Let's cover the first one. So yeah, let's the... cover the first one. So the first one is a uh, black man charged with murder says he shot a group of white teens in self-defense. So yeah. I bet you I bet you didn't hear about this one. I didn't. <laughs> nope. Well, this one was right around the time of George Floyd. Yeah. So this one had to be squashed because yeah. otherwise people would stop focusing on, on George Floyd. George Floyd. So a lot of people are really the victims. Yeah. 1 a.m. on June 14th, 2020, 21-year-old Mark Wilson who is black and his 21-year-old girlfriend, Emma Rigdon, left a Taco Bell in Statesboro, Georgia, Georgia. At a stoplight, they pulled up next to a pickup truck. His lawyer said that at least one of the white teenagers inside the truck shouted the N-word and says your lives don't matter. That sounds extremely <laughs> yeah, unlikely. Extremely unlikely. Wilson later told police that the teenager of the pickup truck swerved in front of him, tried to knock his sedan off the highway and threw an object that impacted the car. Hmm. Sounds like a, a hate crime hoax. You ever heard yeah. of those? Oh. <laughs> he pulled out a gun and fired out his window at the truck. It struck and killed 17-year-old Haley Hutchinson, or Hutchison, oh, so who was girl. sitting in the pickup's hmm. back seat. Go figure. Yeah, they charged him with felony murder and aggravated assaults, which carry a maximum sentence of life in prison and the possibility of the death penalty. He claims self-defense. We're very scared that night, he told police later in the hmm. week. Everything going on in this country, I'm not going to let me and my girl get run off the road. Yeah. Think about think about this. Even if you believe him, he basically like even even if everything he said like you know there's there's them saying mean things justify them being mm-hmm. like executed and this if they're gonna run him off the road yeah he's got a legitimate thing but he like firing a gun at them isn't yeah. self defense no. at that point that's a retaliation that's almost revenge at that yeah. point oh it is so, it's clear like if but, you have a weapon. Yep. And you're and somebody and you're claiming that somebody is trying to run you off the road. You have mm-hmm. so many avenues at your mm-hmm. disposal. Mm-hmm. Like a slow down, <laughs> so you can have some accurate. Like if they're actually trying to shoot shoot you, like take you off the road, slow down mm-hmm. so you can have accurate shots. Shoot their mm-hmm. bloody tires. If yep. you're going slow enough, you can shoot their tires. Yep. If you're driving at speed, you can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is an example of a story that really, I mean, switch the switch the uh, the race. Oh, the race! Oh, yeah, it'd be and white people hunting white, down this black. This is a white men. boy. This is a They'd white be boy rioting. who shot like you know black a black uh, you know like group black guys in the truck and you know hit, killed the one black girl. This would be like nonstop. So this is an example, not convenient to the narrative. Let's just tuck it away. Let's and move on. It never happen. Move on. Yeah. You will probably remember this story. Thir- girls, 13 and 15, Barely. charged with murder after armed carjacking near Nationals Park. Muhammad Anwar was working as an Uber Eats driver in the Navy Yard area of D.C. when two teenagers assaulted him with a stun gun and his car crashed. So, yeah, this story was, because um, we don't want to spend too much time yeah. on these stories, but basically another example of a story that once the race of the, the perpetrators, perpetrators was found yeah. out, it was like suddenly, oh, not only were they, were was the media trying to make excuses for them, saying like, oh, these poor girls, like these poor girls, they're underage, you know, they're underage. These are two girls who like maliciously and very aggressively yeah. tried to like force the guy out of his car 
And then when he tried to get it back, they mm -hmm. drove with him attached to the car, flipped the car and killed him. Yep. This was a horrible, horrible crime. Well, and, and then, then of course, they tried to flee the scene. Well, they tried to flee the scene. And then one of them realized that she didn't have her phone on her. And mm -hmm. so instead of going back under, like, on concern of the guy that they killed, Which no, so they had no concern for him. It was, I forgot my phone, so I'm going to reach into this car, grab my cell phone, yep. ignore the guy who's bleeding out in the car, and try and run away mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. Like, this yep. is just callous and heartless, but because of the race of these girls, the Good media luck. shoved it Memory under the rug. Home. Memory hole straight in there. Yeah, like if, as once again, we're going to talk about this a lot. If these girls were white and conservative, this would mm -hmm. be Islamophobia and it would be talked about for months on end. Mm -hmm. But because they're black, it's, mm -hmm. well, they're just victims of a white supremacist mm -hmm. culture. Like there were articles oh. that said that. It's just like, well, we shouldn't blame them too much because yeah. they're the victims. It's like these oh, women, girl. these girls are not the victims. None of mm -hmm. these people involved in these incidents are the victims. You're just no, defending them because they are a race that you don't like to talk about, and it's a narrative that you want to you want to quash. It's all about the uh, protecting the narrative, which is yeah. very important. The agenda is black people are victims; they can never be the bad. They can guys. never be the bad guys. They can never be never. racist. They can never actually be responsible for. Mm the majority of crimes that they unfortunately commit in the United States. Yeah. So this story, unfortunately, had to be memory hold. Yeah. Another one that had to be a memory hold. This is just recent. Suspected Texas high school gunman released on bail one day after teacher and students shot. Mm -hmm. And we covered this one. We Timothy talked, George Simpkins. Yeah. Yeah. Reports a home confinement after he posted a $75,000 bond. Like he shot up his classmates. Yeah. Do you remember like the the, the whole claim that they said originally? Yeah, that so, it was bullying. Who, like who? Yeah, who was it that he shot? He shot one of the students, a no. teacher, and no. a pregnant lady. I think it was. I think so. And I'm not sure if they, they died or not, but essentially, no, nobody like, died. This, guy, this kid, the claim was that he was bullied. Yeah. And then and later on, like I think back. the investigators were said like, no, this was basically a gang related, yeah. drug related kind mm -hmm. of thing incident at the school he's no he's no he's no hero yeah and then what happened Stephen? after like the the shooting well he got released, released he? he got released one day later and the news media went to his family while he was like they were having a party that he came back home from jail mm -hmm. and that he could be like away and what doesn't have to relive the horrors that he suffered in school Oh, this poor, poor kid with a gun that he used intentionally. Oh, I know. He literally went there on purpose with a gun, and he—I think I remember, like I remember they said, like he actually went to these guys and yep. basically started like a shooting spree. Oh yeah, he did. But he's excused because he's black, and, and I'm not just saying that because I, I want to be racist. Like, oh, people who are like black, like we covered last week no. in our check. Uh, they they claim that like oh everything's about race and like I'm oppressed because I'm black I'm like no this no. this case it's so predictable it's a pattern you you can see it coming the second you find out that um, the color of the the person it's like they won't even say the name they'll avoid like any any kind of identifiers uh, do you remember that story Stephen about that uh, that 
um, synagogue that was held hostage in Texas. Yeah, the and they and they said and it was being held hostage by a, a UK a British man, a UK man. Yeah, absolutely and despicable. Then, and then the guy actually had an Islamic name. It's like, yep. oh, wonder why they hit that. Hmm, yeah, I wonder. Hmm. I wonder why. This is our dishonest news media. This story, not long after it came out, as soon as like it, it, it blew over, memory hold. Yep, memory hold, one hundred percent. Yeah, they and don't then, even talk. They, they, they yeah. didn't even last a week in the in the newspapers. So. Yeah, last two stories of being memory hold, and there are dozens of oh, examples like of this. Example. These are just like the the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. These are like the latest ones. So NYC teen rapper charged with shooting NYPD cop walking free on bond. I hadn't even heard this one until Danny found it. Yep, I guess. 16-year-old up-and-coming rapper charged with shooting a cop in the Bronx walked free on bond Thursday, and cops are fuming about it. Cameron Williams, never heard his name, posted his $250,000 bond after being locked up in Brooklyn Juvenile on gun and assault charges and the shooting of a 27-year-old cop in Belmont. Yeah, this is it's Why you not disgusting. Hear about this? Because he's black, he gets special treatment. Yep. He's but portrayed as the, the the innocent victim. Yeah. Uh he's given very lenient uh punishment. Yeah. When in reality this this kind of like crime should be like a serious, serious crime. Mm-hmm. But it's shoo shoot. This is the same city where Beer uh the one we just talked about, uh Adams, I think his name was. Yeah, Mayor Adams. Yeah. Like they're 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 soft on crime. Oh yeah, crazy soft but on crime. Again, this kid is black. He's you know like a rapper, so she's just a good kid trying to make a living. Any yeah. Excuse right? Mm-hmm. The memory hold. And then what's the last one? Oh, it's actually the last two. So last two. The Waukesha. This one is very recent. Mm. Everyone does remember this, but it's yeah. they tried really hard to memory hole it. Jeez, they like, this, they tried this, so this hard. Should have been like the biggest story of the year. Oh, it should have been. It's just like, oh, you yeah. ran down. You tried to murder hundreds of people in a parade, mm-hmm. and the how does the media cover it? Well, it was a truck ran into some. A truck went through the parade. It wasn't a. It wasn't a black, a deranged black man. Nope. It wasn't somebody who uh, continues to this day to plead not guilty. Even mm-hmm. though it's well known that this is the douchebag who drove mm-hmm. through and killed how many people? Six people, right? Six guys. Six people, and one of them was a kid. One of them was a child. Yeah, and dozens yeah, this, injured. This this should have been a massive story. Can you imagine for a second if this was a white, oh, white, like an actual white supremacist? Yeah. This this guy was described as a black supremacist. He was. Yeah. People went through his. People people comb through his like social media, and he could le- legitimately be considered a terrorist, like somebody who had literal hatred of white people, who believed that violence was the only only answer against white people, and yep. who carried it out. If this guy was white, this would be they would have and like nonstop, like you know, like like we we probably still be talking about it right now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but, we would. Well, it would Gosh, still yeah, be, yeah. be like, oh, he was inspired by Trump, and like clearly he was like given more inspiration, and like the events of January sixth and the insurrection, like mm-hmm. they they led him to do these things. It's like, nope, what led him to do these things? And it was also the same inspiration that led the Louisville mayoral candidate. Like it was revealed later 
it's just been revealed that like his online posts effectively said like oh we should all rise up and like retake our our homeland of israel from the zionist infidels because he's jewish well no because he's a He's effectively a black Hebrew Israelite. He's a black nationalist. No, 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 no. But I'm saying that the mayor of Canada was Jewish. The mayor of Canada? Yeah. No, oh, the, the mayor, mayor of Louisville. Yes, the mayor of Canada yeah, was Jewish. That was, and that's like, why he targeted him. Jewish. That's right. Yeah. So I, I, it's something that you, you need to you need to keep, keep um you need to keep in mind. It's amazing to me when you really if you actually like if you did some research and and just kind of went through it, you would be shocked at the amount of yeah. violent actions. Or violent killers or violent shooters that were inspired by left wing groups like Antifa yeah. or BLM. This they, have, they have been responsible for far more violence oh. than anybody on the right. Even it's oh, not even it's close. not even close. It's not even in the same ballpark. Yeah, and, yet, and like if you ask people, if you ask people this incident, yeah. where the guy says I'm a hundred percent Antifa, and you ask them and be like, oh, like they'll tell you, oh, well. He was instigated by Trump supporters. It's like, in what way? There was a Trump supporter who had a hat? Mm-hmm. Like, that was, the, oh, that was all the instigation that he free. needed. Oh, yeah. They said, we got a Trumper over here. He walks up and puts two shots in his head. And dead. And dead. That's all the instigation this guy needed. And yet the and, media and... tried to say, it would be like, well, he was... He was instigated, like the right-wing Proud Boys were there in some oh, oh, faculty, even though they were on the other side of the city or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, oh. like, he felt that he needed to, like, defend himself and assert that he could defend himself and protect himself from the far-right extremist groups. It's just like, you're yeah. all absolutely insane. And it's also, like, so it should be noted that the people, like, the, the people in that city, in Portland, after that shooting, when they heard that a, a, a white Trump supporter had been shot, yeah. the girl on a megaphone basically to all of her supporters said, like, I'm glad he was oh, shot. Oh, yeah. And everyone oh, was like, yeah, so disgusting. See, this is, like, not a fringe, like, lunatic, like, you know, a, a, a legitimately, like, a, like a guy that's not, not the norm. This is actually a very, very common belief uh, and viewpoint in these people. So... Just so you know, memory hole is a real thing, and the, the media does it to you all the time. Yeah, they, they do. Try to hide inconvenient stories in order to maintain the narrative. So this is part of the way that the the media tries to manipulate you and keep you ignorant of what's really going on out there. The truth is, the vast majority, or, or like a massive majority, of the violent, criminal, and like you know, like like seriously, like dangerous people out there. That are being instigated by a lot of these like left wing groups and a lot of the democratic and leftist kind yeah. of talking points are on the left. Yeah, it's not even close. Nope. Right. So keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the end of the rants of the week. We're now going to do a few side stories. Yes. Because there was a lot that happened this week. Oh, see so much. So, and you'll notice that a few of our stories are gone. That's just to clear up RAM space. But I think you assume that people watch that much more closely than, than they probably do. But anyways, go on. I am assuming good intent about our listeners and our viewers. Mm. <laughs> Someone's a little uh, self-conscious over here. Mm. <laughs> All right, anyways, go. go with the FDA. Go, so, go, go. Yeah, on, FDA, Project Veritas. Uh, you shut up, Mexican. 
Come on, Slowpoke. FDA executive officer on hidden camera reveals future COVID policy. Biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible, have to get an annual shot. Mm-hmm. Executive officer Chris Cole, you have to get an annual shot, COVID vaccine. I mean, it hasn't been formally announced yet because they don't want to, like, rile everyone up. Biden wants right. to inoculate as many people as possible. He plans to approve vaccine for toddlers. They're not going to not approve EUA for children five years old or less. There's a money incentive for Pfizer and the drug companies to promote additional vaccinations. It'll be a recurring fountain of revenue. It might not be that much initially, but it'll be recurring if they can. If they can get every person required in an annual vaccine, that is a recurring return of money going into their company. Mm-hmm. FDA There's official statement. Uh, the person purportedly in the video does not work on vaccine managers. It does not represent the views of the FDA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So, and of course, you can that. you can watch this video that Pretty Project video Project Veritas has set out. That's but that was fun. only that was only part one. See, these are these are actual journalists. Yeah, People they have are. actually said that, like the news media that you're used to, the legacy media in the states of Canada. Um, they're they're no longer reporters. They're just opinion pieces, yeah. and most of the reporters don't actually do reporting. They mm-hmm. just repeat whatever they hear in some statement or some, uh, you know, like they just, just they basically just go on the internet and look things up. Yeah. They don't actually do any actual journalism. Yeah, and it's all about the spin that they can have. Whereas Project Veritas is, yeah. I would say, they're easily the number one investigative journalism outlet in North America. Easily, no, easily. So this is part two of that same FDA expose. FDA executive officer exposes close ties between agency and pharmaceutical companies. Almost a billion dollars a year going into FDA's budget from the people we regulate. Oh, jeez. So same guy, the drug companies, the food companies, the vaccine companies, they pay us hundreds of million dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their products. Will Nadoy. Coal and FDA fees. Congress approved user fees for the FDA. Basically, we charge the industry millions of dollars in order to hire more drug reviewers and vaccine reviewers, which will speed up the approval process so they, the companies, make more money. The FDA toned down the impact of the user fees in their operations because they know they're dependent on the drug companies and the vaccine companies and these other companies for their agency to operate. There's not an incentive to speak out in government. You would think there would be, but there's not. It's better just not. It's better just to not... Just to just not say anything and just ignore it. You say just a lot, bud, but okay. They're quoting. They're, they're quoting I know, the guy. I know. He just says it in a weird way. So yeah. you'll be marked from getting other jobs because another office is not going to want to hire you if you've spoken out about something, right or wrong. They don't want to look at what you've spoken out about. They're just not willing to. Government's about rocking the boat and they don't want to, which is the problem I have with one of the problems I have with the government is like they don't like people rocking the boat for right or wrong at all costs. They want to hire a safe person that can do the job, but doesn't necessarily is a great hire. <laughs> and of course, the FDA is like, yeah, they don't do this. <clears throat> it's like, yeah. But even like, so, this is this is really, and I know you're basically the same thing. We told you so. We told you uh-huh. this was happening for uh-huh. basically since, what, November of 2020? That there'd be like a serious exchange between... The pharmaceutical companies and the FDA and the FDA and the pharmaceutical companies are like, if we can get them to take an annual booster, you know how much money that is? A ton of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a reason that Pfizer and Moderna shot up 
a massive amount mm -hmm. since the beginning of 2021. Yeah, I saw the uh, I saw there was a video I I saw recently. My mom sent it to me. Uh, that basically like the guy was saying like there's there's like legitimate proof that uh, Justin Trudeau and a lot of people in the Liberal Party, a lot of these like you know political parties, they're getting kickbacks. Oh yeah, for every single vaccine that they sell, because they're basically salespeople. They're not. Yeah. And the, the problem here is that like let's 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 put it into terms of a I don't know a a, a dealership. Okay. Yeah. You're like, you have a, car, a used car dealership. The person that is supposed to be like checking the safety on the dealership. So like, let's say the repair shop that you send the car to, the repair shop is actually getting a whole bunch of money from the dealership. Yeah. You'd be like, you know what? Just, you know, just say it's, just say it's fine. Just make it we'll look give nice. you a ton of money. Just make, tell him that everything's safe. And then we'll give you a whole bunch of money. Yeah. That is a huge conflict of interest it because is. the very people that are supposed to regulate and, and uh, take uh, basically keep the, these companies accountable are basically being paid by these companies to not keep them accountable. Yep. The, this is, this is basically like um, there's a movie called the big short um, about like the 2008 financial crisis, the housing crisis. And if you remember like in that movie, there was a girl like this redhead that she works for like the regulatory agency that's supposed to keep these big banks in check. They're the ones that are supposed to check them. And yet these agencies are working with the banks and making sure that they don't get any scrutiny. Yep. So it's like nobody, this is the same scenario. Nobody's at the wheel and yet people believe that they are yep. like regular people I talk to. They legitimately believe that the FDA is doing it is doing is doing they, a they, crack they, up doing a great job. They're keeping these companies accountable. That like the the, the vaccine approval process is, is like better, super is regulated. And this is the safest. Like, well, like yeah, you hear constantly. It's just like they've gone through a rigorous testing process, and it's gone through the yeah. same process as any other vaccine. I'm like, are you off your freaking nut? <laughs> it's like, well, clearly you haven't read up enough. Yeah. And you just parroted whatever you've been told. And because it's coming from these regulatory bodies of the FDA and the CDC, which are clearly getting kickbacks from the pharmaceutical companies, and this guy is just confirming it. Mm -hmm. It's just like, well, that's how they can skip these processes. That's how mm -hmm. you have... You had to have the authorities, the courts say... You have to release these documents faster than seventy years. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like right now, uh, there's a meme that I, I made recently. Like I showed last week, the button about the trying to prove to people that their government is corrupt. And I'm like, this is what's going on. Me and Stephen and a lot of people like us who do a lot of research, we know that this is all corruption. We know that everyone, this all, it's it's basically all money. Yeah. You're being screwed over for money, and the people that say trust us are literally like completely selling you out, yep. selling out your health, selling out society, everything. The The amount of corruption out there would absolutely shock people if they knew. But this is why you got to be informed. Get out there, be informed. They're all, they're all, they're all in bed together. So they are all indeed in bed together, which sucks. <laughs> but let's move on to the next story. Let's we yeah, we got to keep moving. We got to keep, keep moving. So this is, yeah, this is a crazy teacher. And yeah, just listen <laughs> to what she TikTok. has to say. And she'll explain what she thinks. 
and it's just horrifying. So thank you, Lips of TikTok, for providing this video because this Amen. lady's channel has since been deleted <laughs> for good reason. All right, let's give it a shot. So I see how you think that you've done something here because parents or community members have voiced concern to their elected official, which is how that process works. Um, not, not bringing it to a teacher, right? They're taking it to the elected official. Um, and now that uh, legislators are, are trying to implement these things. Um, but still, in fact, a parent, not my boss. I don't, I don't actually answer to them, so. What is that job? Get bent. Get oh. bent. Get bent. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Like, she my put goodness. that on TikTok. Yeah, she Current did. students, parents can see that. Yep. That's how, that's how completely immune they believe they are. Oh, that, yeah. that they are untouchable. Well, and like, for the oh, most I'm part, like, for the <laughs> most part, they are almost untouchable. It just depends on the school board. Yeah. Like, it takes a lot to convince these school boards to fire people. And, like, the things that these... Like, it took national scrutiny to get rid of some of these crazy teachers. I think back to that guy who was saying, oh, yes, like, you should go to a BLM and Antifa rally for, like, mm -hmm. credits. It took years for that guy to be exposed and years mm -hmm. for that and guy fired. to be fired. Like, yeah. that's how these teachers think. It's just, like, parents don't have a say. I need to be fired by the school board. And the parents don't have enough power. That's why they're trying to go above my head. And good for the parents in doing so. Yeah. Like, I feel for these parents, like, if I was, if Curtis or my kids were in a public school, I'd be fighting all the flipping time against all the policies. With a nail against those blue-haired, like, tattooed, oh, yeah. like, you know, rainbow flag. The feminazi crazies. Feminazi crazies, I'm telling you. Yeah, but that's the thing, mm -hmm. is that these people think that they have all the power, and the reality is, is that Unless, like right now, we're pushing, all these parents in the United States are pushing for the school boards, for all of them to be replaced by, like, people who the parents elect in, and the parents are actually caring. Yeah. So there's being, there is a significant change that's happening, and the teachers are still resisting, mm -hmm. but they have much less power to fight back with, which is very, very good. Like, we talked mm -hmm. a lot, for a long time, about how these teachers feel like they own your kids. Yeah, and there's there's like countless stories and videos of these uh, these teachers acting like that. They're like, you know, I have a right to teach what I want, when I want, how yeah. I want. It's and like the government like shouldn't that, have it, any any responsibility to tell me what I should teach. The the, the thing is, the problem is that um, in the past, like I've talked about how, uh, like you know, the the Soviet Union had state schools, which are basically indoctrination mm -hmm. schools. They're teaching the children how to be good, good Soviets, right? Get atheists, and they any 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 beliefs or thoughts that they had at home are essentially illegal. Same with the um, uh, the Nazi; they had like the Hitler Youth, and that was an indoctrination school system that was designed yep. to teach children the, what the government believed. And the thing is, those are no longer in the past; those are here now. This actually mm -hmm. is the modern day school system. Yep. They're state schools, yep. and they're designed, and they're. They're the whole the purpose is to indoctrinate your children to think like leftists and to be conform. Yeah, it's conformity. It is, and it's really, really well. Really and like, terrible. it's it's very yeah. good to see that a lot of these parents are rising up. Like, I think a few years ago, 
that there was a story, I believe it was from Norway, mm. in which there was a pastor and his kids, in which the mm-hmm. kids were ta- were like were being contemplated being taken away by the state, because the pastors like they were homeschooled. Well, because they were being homeschooled, and the pastors like, uh, I'm not going to teach them about like gender theory. That's nonsense. That was that was Denmark. It was. Yeah, I, remember. I, I think there was another story in Nor- in Norway as well. Yeah, there was there was a couple. There like was that. several yeah. in like yeah. socialist Europe. And, but, and like, you get the this is why they're also pushing against the idea of homeschooling and private yeah. schooling in mm-hmm. the U.S. Because nope, they have to have full control over all children. Well, that's they, they often push the idea of having homeschool as oh, it's just a pipeline for right wing extremism, and it's like yeah, there's and no data to support this idea. No data. Yeah, you're just pushing so, this idea because you want the public school system and you want the state to be the stewards of children, and you want to take that power away from parents. And I have mm-hmm. one response to you. Mm-hmm. It's two words. Screw you. <laughs> so if you're a parent, definitely be careful about the schools. If you're mm-hmm. not a parent, definitely like you know fight against these like you know school boards because they are they're dangerous. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right. Speaking of something that is dangerous. Speaking of TikTok. <laughs> so TikTok, this is from the Daily Wire, can sidestep Apple and Google privacy protections, giving China-based parent company full access to user data. Mm. According to an exclusive report from The Wrap, the Chinese-based app TikTok is sidestepping Apple and Google privacy protections to provide the company's Beijing-based parent company, ByteDance, full access to user data. The study is conducted by White Hat, White Hat cybersecurity experts that hack for the public good were completed in November 2020 and January 2021, noting the outlet had verified the studies and confirmed their conclusions with five independent experts. The summary suggests that TikTok is able to avoid code audits, and more alarmingly, it found that TikTok is capable of changing the app's behavior as it pleases without users' knowledge and utilizes device tracking that essentially gives the company and third parties an all-access pass to user data. Yeah, so so just so people know, um, I mean, people are always concerned about like you know, oh, Facebook knows too much. You know, like the the big thing <laughs> simple says, Facebook knows when you poop. Like that's that's how they do. Well, but... they, they they understand. Like your your usual patterns, day to day life, day to day life. But this is beyond that. This is like TikTok knows what your poop everything. looks like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they know what it smells like. You know, they, oh, they I know. know that. Um, but it's more than that. It's like they 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 have full access to your phone, to what you do, where you are at all times. Yeah. They can access your camera. They can access everything. So it's it's, it's like putting TikTok the app on your phone. It's basically like giving the Chinese government 100% access to your phone yep. and to everything in it and to everything that you do. It's it's an alarming amount of of like you know power given to in in disguised as a um, as a sweet thing like you know like you know that and it's targeted to kids. Yep. So if you're a parent again, if you're a parent, you have a kid and he has TikTok or she has TikTok on her phone, you might want to say like you need to get rid of this app. Oh yeah, like now, big time. And it's hard. I know it because TikTok is super popular with the kids. Yeah, it's like my nieces. I remember, like, I think I was, when I was in Kelowna, they they were watching videos on TikTok because it's super fun and super funny. Not realizing that they're basically, you know, Handing being not only Chinese. manipulated, but the the Chinese have full access to their phones. Yeah, it's just crazy. So get rid of your TikTok right now. Oh yeah, seriously, this is like not yep. a good thing. No, it's a terrible, terrible thing. Speaking of terrible things, last short story which we're going to cover, 
Pastor Art. We haven't talked about him in a while. Uh, he was arrested last week, which was crazy and fascist. Harassment. But, oh yeah, it's by, it's by, harassment. By He's a political Calgary prisoner Police. of the Alberta and the Calgary governments. Yeah. But now he's de- being denied bail. So provincial court judge Aaron Olson has ordered the renegade Calgary pastor to be held in pretrial custody, ruling he posing a great threat to public safety, citing <sighs> his refusal to comply with public health orders. Yeah, it's all wow. garbage. All complete and total garbage. Yeah. Olson says, concluded the provision of cash bail with or without conditions of release would be unwise and fruitless given the accused's recent history of paying fines and costs potentially with other people's money. Olson says, perception art is buying his way out of jail. The accused could not be released on release order with sureties in conclusion that cancel the accused of existing release documents pursuant to section blah blah blah. It's, He's an enemy of the state. That's yes, what they, he is. That, like our province here. Here, let me just give you a really quick recap of what's going on. Okay, Jason Kenney and all of his little minions have decided that, well, we don't like Pastor Arth. He's too convenient. He makes us look bad. But we don't like all the pastors that are pushing back from Pastor Tim and Pastor James Coates. But unfortunately for them, Pastor Tim and Pastor James Coates have a ton of support from people all over the place, all over Canada, all over, like, you know, the States. And they get a ton of negative coverage whenever they target them. But they found found out that they can get away with targeting Pastor Arthur. Mm -hmm. And so they're doing it. And they've done this several times. They arrested him in the airport. They arrested him on the way home from a rally. Like, they... They, at this point, they're they're basically targeting yeah. a Christian man who is inconvenient to them, and 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 the worst part about this is that he's being like in specifically targeted. They're not targeting like like if you have the like rallies, you have the rallies here every single weekend. The yeah. rally organizers aren't being targeted. Uh, Pastor Tim, Pastor James, they're they're constantly they they haven't they haven't closed their churches and they they no. they're fully open. Yeah. And they have some since summer. They haven't gotten a single harassment call. Yeah. But the government can get away with this with Pastor Art. They're pissed. There's a lot of people who have uh like a, 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 a like an axe to grind yep. with Pastor Arthur. People mm-hmm. in the Alberta the Health Services and the police departments yep. who legitimately want this guy to suffer. And so they're basically targeting him. And yep. it's unfortunate. It's it's this guy. I have met him. He is an amazing man. Yeah. Uh, he Super can cool. he can be abrasive. I will oh, say yeah. he's like he a little sandpaper. He can be, but he is a good man. And I'm I'm legitimately angry that our government yep. has been again. They're acting like the villains. Yeah. Our government, our police forces, our health authorities. They are all the villains in this saga, and they have broken laws. And they have bent the laws and they have completely and totally ignored science in order to target him and to make him an example for others. So, Pastor Art, we love you. We 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 appreciate everything you've done. We support you. We Yeah. Like I am actually angry that our police services have sold their souls and are happy to uh toss them in there. Well, happy to toss them in there and happy to keep him in there. Happy to block yeah. off access to the facility so that protesters have to basically protest on the road, which is what Adam Seuss was saying in that article. Is like for the first time ever, they're just like making it so that no one can enter even into the parking lot of the, of the facility. Like yeah. this is the lengths that they're willing to go to try and hide what they're doing 
to this guy. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like he has a negative public perception mm -hmm. against him because yeah, he's abrasive. But the problem that they have with him is that he speaks the truth and he exposes the things that they don't want exposed, especially in the Calgary governments. And that's why the Calgary police service has mm -hmm. constantly gone after him. Like it, it didn't start with COVID. Nope. It started years before COVID. And this was yeah. just like, this is getting to the peak of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. And now he's going to sit in jail for several weeks. And they know that if they went after, if they continue to go after James Coates, so they continue to go after Tim Stevens, public sentiment against them would go through the roof. Yeah. It, like, they would Pastor Arts, like back. there's enough radical leftists and there's enough like nominal Christians who are like, well... He's not, he doesn't do it in the most loving way. And yeah. so therefore I'm not going to defend him and I'm just going to let him rot in jail because it's not that big a deal. Yeah. And the problem is that, uh, like he, like Pastor Arthur is basically like John the Baptist. Yep. Like John the Baptist, if you ever read the Bible, he was an abrasive person. Yep. And thrown in prison because he had the audacity to audacity. criticize or critique the uh, the king of um, of Judea at the time, which was uh, King Herod. Yeah. He took it the wrong way, threw him in prison, and he was holding him. Uh, and eventually, like some malicious people wanted him dead, and so they got their way and all that. So, yep. it's Pastor Arthur. Like, just just so you know, if you're a Christian criticizing the government, there are two kinds of people who do that. Yep. They're the they're they're there's the soft spoken ones, the ones that are more they they fight with their words. And then there's the ones that are a little more harsh. Yep. Both are valid forms of mm -hmm. critique. Yeah, Pastor Arthur is just the, the less popular uh, one of the two. Well, and he's he's so. doing it in a less popular way, but he's doing something like feeding the homeless. He's doing something mm -hmm. that needs to be done because these are people that are underserved in our community here of Calgary. He serves thousands of people every week to give them food. Yeah. And the police are like, well, he wasn't following like public health and safety measures while handing out food outside. Shut up. It's like what the, um, uh, Martin Luther King said, like, you know, uh, it is a, it's a moral duty to disobey unjust laws. Yeah. Any law that is unjust should be disobeyed. Should be disobeyed. And that's what pastor. And, and then what the last thing I'll say about pastor art is that not only does he like, you know, feed the homeless, not only does he take care of those who are in, in need, he also supports people. Yep. who genuinely need that support. He was the first one, and he went full on down to Coots, supported the truckers yep. down there, and he was there to be a, a voice for Christ. Yep. And and I hate to say it, um, like Pastor Arthur has been more a shepherd in Alberta yep. than the vast majority, vast majority of, of pastors. pastors. Yep. If you're a pastor at First Alliance or Center Street or at First Alliance or any of the big churches here, Pastor Arthur is a more righteous man than you are. And I'll yep. say that straight up to your face. He is a far more righteous man than you are. Yep. And he's a far more courageous and brave. Oh, for than sure. Than many of the That's pastors. Not here, even so. ever in doubt. No. Yep. So Pastor Arthur, we love you. We hope you get we hope you get out soon. All right. <laughs> that was nice hold. Okay. <laughs> like uh like wait, Wayne's world. Okay, <laughs> let's do the shrewd tech. Okay, let's. You can do the intro to the shirt check, and then I'll do the intro to Douche of the Week. Okay. All right, sounds good. So, uh, so the 
this week's shrewd check um we we have been covering a lot of the canadian news but to be honest it's it's been a weird time because in the last couple of weeks we've had one of the most remarkable things have happened in canada which is basically the trucker convoy and this has been a a continuous story and it has evolved in ways that we never could have imagined like um it started off obviously with the truckers suddenly all unifying. Then there was the march across Canada. Then there was like the actual occupation. Then there was the border blockades. And now, like it's like wow, like in, in our prime minister has, and our government has basically man, they've dragged this out in such a way that nobody could have seen this coming. It's incredible. So one of the things that we wanted to do this week is we wanted to actually go over some like the actual the actual response by our government and talk about how completely unjustified yep. our government's reacting. Like we talked about before in an earlier segment uh, about how the government is essentially corrupt and, and, and it's basically compromised uh, at all, all levels from the health authorities, they're compromised and corrupt. The uh, governing bodies like, you know, parliament is they're they're corrupt and they're sold out to like a lot of like, you know, pharmaceutical yep. interests and all that. Uh, same with our medical communities, like, you know, same with uh, media. Every, every system is corrupt and, and sold out. And what we wanted to do is we wanted to cover the emergency orders and talk about how our government is, is continues to act in ways that are, are not, that are dishonest and unjustified. Yep. And we want to talk about that. So we're going to start here with um, one of my favorite guys. Uh, I love him. Great. He's, uh, he has a job of comedy with information and it's something i like to like i'd like i try to incorporate in this show we're not as funny as he is but he does a great job but I, I love the point he makes here like look at what he like he, he goes into trudeau and look at what he says i i so you can roll the video yeah. roll the video en tant que leader en tant que pays est-ce qu'on minority of people who are on their way to ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing. Done. Tyrant. Do not represent the views of Canadians. Don't even want to hear the rest. Unacceptable views. Done. Tyrant. Period. That's it. You've crossed the line. That's it. No leader of an allegedly free country gets to determine what is an unacceptable view outside of actual violent crime, of course. I need to right. say that. Done. That's it. You're a tyrant. He needs to be out. Now, I don't want to say I told you so, but uh, Monday. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to say I told you so, but, but you know what we're I'll about to say, jackass. I told you so. Yeah. So, I, I, okay, so this was a really good, um, it, it's a, a really good framing device that I love that he did. What he basically did is we're, we're here arguing about the merits of this policy and that policy and all these additional things he's done. But ultimately mm -hmm. what happens is he's already gone over the line at the very beginning of this whole thing. He already proved that he is not fit to be a leader. The second he like did an us versus them, that's it. Yeah. He's a tyrant. Yep. And he doesn't deserve to lead. And he doesn't deserve your respect or your support. At that point, not, nothing he does or says afterwards matters until no. he retracts those statements. But he hasn't. So he has been. He's doubled I, I would down and got much worse. He is an illegitimate leader at this yep. point, and he and he has been since he made comments. I think Stephen Crowder's right. 
I think he has been an illegitimate leader. And that is something you need to keep in mind uh, before you even talk about the merits of whatever he's done. He's already illegitimate. Yeah. It's just it's just more of a matter of how far are we allowed to let this kind of tyranny survive here in Canada. So uh, the next clip is from Ben Shapiro. Um, obviously, like these are some of our favorite guys, but the, he does a great job of giving you a, a context of what we're going to talk about in this show. So go, yeah, go ahead, Stephen. Yep. Fully on board with the idea that they have to invoke anti-terror measures in order to stop people from, what, parking their trucks? in places where sometimes they're even allowed to park their trucks because it's causing too many disruptions. It, it is amazing to see that the Canadian authorities who have spent two years locking down their citizens in unprecedented ways and helping to quash small business and helping to prevent people from living free, that those people are now very concerned about the economic impact of people clogging up the arteries of the roads. Trudeau's move to invoke emergency powers comes after police on Sunday already reopened access to the Ambassador Bridge. They were already able to do this. The police already reopened the thoroughfare for trade between the United States and Canada. But that's not enough for Justin Trudeau. He wants to go further than this. Officials said these extraordinary measures were necessary because of the damage done to the economy with the blocking of U.S.-Canada trade. Further, said Canada's public safety minister, Marco Mendocino, we've seen intimidation, harassment, and expressions of hate. There we go. We don't like what they're saying. Therefore, it's hate. Therefore, we need to invoke the Emergency Act. This is insanity. Here is the... Here is the Minister of Public Safety saying we have to invoke the Emergencies Act because protesters are using hateful language. If this doesn't sound like tyranny to you, I don't know what tyranny sounds like to you. Imagine this in the United States. You say something that the federal government does not like and the federal government suddenly takes action under some sort of emergency power to shut you down because they don't like your message. Core violation of basic freedoms here in the West. I mean, the, the idea the West is falling is not particularly far off. And then if you declare emergencies, a lot of people will go along with it. Here's Marco Mendocino, the Minister of Public Safety, in Canada, which again is a pretty Orwellian title, Minister of Public Safety. By public safety, he means shut the hell up. <laughs> I think it's difficult to overstate the impact of those scenes, uh, the conduct uh, that, has, uh, that has unfolded by those who are participating in illegal blockades. Um, it is not just an inconvenience. Uh, it is not uh, simply a matter of um, a trivial uh, interruption. Uh, we've seen in intimidation, harassment, um, mm -hmm. and expressions of hate. And at times, um, the scenes on the streets of Wellington have seemed um, completely lawless. And that is one of the reasons why uh, we've had to take um, the very careful and deliberate step of introducing the emergency, Emergencies Act today. It's not a careful and deliberate step. There's only the third time in Canadian history that it's been invoked. And the, the, the simple fact is that the failure to distinguish between... Okay, so uh, Ben Shapiro is amazing. He is, his analysis is always bang his on. His legal analysis so, is always good. Yeah, is because he's a lawyer. Like that's yeah. what he studied. That's what he knows and all that. So let, let's let's cover some of what he said. Okay, so what he said basically is that the government of Canada, the the federal government, the Liberal Party, is basically coming up with an excuse. They can't justify shutting down this protest, and so they they have to resort to completely made up language in order to accuse them in order to justify the use of these incredibly Orwellian powers. Okay. So like, like, like three of the, before we move on to the next one, three things that he, that, that, that the uh, Lametti said. Okay. One, he said that they're engaged in harassment. Okay. That's a lie. That's a verifiable lie. 
Anybody who's been on the streets, they know. Anybody who's actually legitimately part of the uh, part of the the actual like protest, the truckers down yeah, there, they know they're not involved in harassment. They're not harassing anyone. If anyone's being harassed, it's them. Yeah. Because people are throwing eggs at people's cars. They're, they're trying to damage. Things. Their they're stealing things. These are the counter protesters, which are not being condemned by Justin Trudeau, but they're being held up or, or ignored, basically. They're also said that they're using intimidation. None of that is true. If anybody goes down there, you know that's not true. Finally, they're saying that they're symbols of hate. Again, our our wonderful leaders in, in Ottawa, the liberals, continue to spread this lie that the, the swastika flag was part of their protest. It wasn't. We talked about that. The Confederate flag was part of their uh, group. Nope, it wasn't. Totally talked about that. That they're doing some terrible, horrible, mean-spirited things. Nope, those have all been fact-checked. They they have to create this myth that these people are horrible, dangerous, and violent when none of these things are true Mm -hmm. in order to justify their Orwellian power. So, like, we're going to talk about some of the things. So these are are some of the terms that they use. Now, before we do that... um, you want to show the picture, uh, the one that we. Um, so this is a this is a meme that I created um, uh, after Trudeau doing all this like nonsensical stuff that he was doing. Um, the the one about the Queen of Hearts. I think you're. I don't know. There it is. Uh, oh no, no, wait, wait that, we're going to do that later. I think I'm in the wrong spot. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, you that's my bad. You jumped. Okay, sorry. So what was the next uh, thing? So well, yeah, here, let's let's just go over. Let's define these things. Yeah. So these are the words used by our government officials to try to convince people. Now, remember, they're using these these words intentionally on purpose in order to justify their actions. So remember how last week, or actually I think earlier uh, uh, on Tuesday, we talked about the term demagogue. A demagogue has to intentionally lie in order to get people to do what they want. It's like Gaston. He lied to people about the incredible threat that the beach was in order to get the villagers angry and get them riled up to go and storm the castle. Why? Because he wanted it. He needed he needed some like you know like some muscle. Yep. You know, let's do it. This is what they do. This is the lies that they're using. So terrorism. Stephen, can you take us through this the FBI's definition of terrorism? Well I'll go through one of these each of these descriptions one at a time. So terrorism okay. definition. Let's look. Let's look at domestic terrorism because that's what they're focusing domestic on. Domestic terrorism is the most accurate one. Violence, criminal acts committed by individuals and or groups to further ideological goals stemming from a domestic, from domestic influences such as those of a political, religious, social, racial, or environmental nature. Mm-hmm. Does that fit them? Nope. No, they're not yeah. violent. Are they they're violent? not criminal. Are, so are they violent? So like violence? Are they actually doing acts of violence? Nope. No. Nobody has shown me a legitimate act of violence. The media has lied about all of the supposed violence. Every single act of violence, including those two guys that set fire inside that building. The rebel did a a report on that. They They clearly are not in any way connected to um, to, the truckers. There's no act of violence ever done in in Ottawa. That Mm -hmm. that isn't true. Second, criminal acts. Now, according to the to them, they keep using the word illegal, 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 illegal. Yeah. If you listen to their whole little spiel, illegal blockades. They use illegal, illegal. So, what do they mean by illegal? Is the important thing. And here's what it uh, means. I'm, I'm not sure if, what, what the next one is. Is it the uh, the criminal uh, mischief? 
Yes, go go there. Yeah. So that's what they mean by illegal. Okay. Now remember, they were using this in in uh, coots. They were using this in uh, what do you call it in uh, pastor art. Uh, yeah, the the bridge, the ambassador bridge, and they were using this also in um, in Ottawa. Yeah. This this is a, a a charge, a criminal charge called mischief. Now mischief is a catch-all for it basically means nothing. You should know our government has a criminal charge that is basically there. It's like, you know, like when you make a, a shopping list and you like put things, you don't know what, what they fall under. So you put them under miscellaneous. Yep. Mischief is basically their miscellaneous. I don't know what they charge you with. So I'm just going to charge you with mischief. Yeah. This is a terribly designed, terribly worded law. And they're, the purpose of calling of using this as a rationale for arresting people is so that we don't know what to charge you with. So we're just going to make we're up. Basically a, just going to detain you under mischief. Under mischief, you know, like and mischief is a completely nebulous term that can mean anything that they want. That is what they mean by, by illegal. The yeah. other kind of illegal is traffic violations, which are not criminal charges. They're just petty civil They're charges. They're not even misdemeanors. They're not even misdemeanors. So this is when it, when your government keeps saying, oh, it's illegal. It's illegal. It's illegal. It's illegal. It's illegal. It's mischief. But one thing I want to make sure people know is that these criminal laws are subservient or they fall below the charter. The yep. charter is the number one law. If anything contradicts the charter, that thing is no longer, that, that thing cannot fall yep. under. That they basically like the charter... It's the Trump card. Yes. This law being used against peaceful protesters is itself a unjust and unjustified law. Yep. You cannot use this law against peaceful protesters. Nope. But they're using it in despite the the charter. Yeah. And this is the problem we're going on right now. This is how they use this is what the language that they use to discredit the protesters. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you hear illegal, this is what they mean. Go to the next one, Steve. Occupation. occupation. Definition of that? occupation. Uh, well, I'm not going to talk about the first ones because it's... Go to the one that's relevant. Yeah. So that would be... Uh, act or process of taking possession of a place or area or the holding and control of an area by a foreign military force, uh, mm -hmm. i.e. the military force occupying a country or the policies carried out by it. Okay. So a lot of the language that they're using is... Believe it or not, it's military language. Yeah, they're trying to tell you or, or give you the, the mental impression that these people foreign have military stormed. Force. They've stormed this area. But yeah. one of the key qualifications for something to be an occupation, they have to control the area that they're occupying. So I'll give you a good example: Chaz, which was yeah. the uh, the occupied the uh, you know area in Oregon. That actually was an occupation. Yep. Because they controlled that area. And a good, and they good are, indicator. They made, their own, they made their own police force. Yeah. Another good example of an occupation would be the no-go zones in Sweden. Yep. If you know Sweden, uh, this is like Tim Pool's, one of Tim Pool's big, big uh, investigations. He went to Sweden. He found out there are areas in Sweden that police literally go. police can't go. They are essentially controlled by Muslim gangs and groups. Yep. That would be an occupation. 
this cannot qualify as an occupation because it is not controlled by the people who are there. They are mm-hmm. literally there in person, but they control nothing. Yeah. And they're not the forced. They... And, like, and, of course, like, you would think if they were occupying and they were like laying siege, if they had seized that land, that they would mm-hmm. have control and dominance over people who t- go into that land. And it's like, no, they're not forcing anybody who goes there to do anything. Nothing. The they people of Ottawa act as though it's like, well, they're forced to listen to your honking. It's like, yeah, you can wear earplugs. Mm-hmm. Like you can do all these things. You can go around in a different direction. Like they're peacefully protesting, they're following the law, and yep. you're twisting and ma- and manipulating the descriptions of the law and the wording of the law so that it's interpreted mm-hmm. as though these people are breaking it when they are in fact not. Yeah. So they are not occupying anything because they're they're misusing language on purpose. They're demagogues. Go to the next one. Yep. It's another term that they keep using to describe this. Uh, the Ottawa. A siege. Uh, Stephen, when you think of a siege, what do you think? Uh, I th- Whenever I think of siege, I think of like a medieval trebuchet. Castle? Yeah. Yep. Now, a siege can be two, two, twofold in medieval uh, warfare. It's either the, the city is literally being, they're trying to take bombarded. over the city, bombarding it and charging the walls. Surrounding to surrounding it so there are or, no supplies. Or they block it out in order to starve yeah. the citizen. Yeah. What are one of the key qualities of a siege? People cannot move in and out freely of that city. Yeah. And that's not happening in Ottawa. People are people move freely through there, no problem. Yeah. Give us a definition of a siege right there. Surrounding that. and blockading of a ta- city, town, fortress by an army attempting to capture it. No, not true for this one. Okay. I'm not going to talk about the okay. illness. And that it's too subject to a siege besiege, such as the invaders siege the castle. In other words, you have to completely and totally hold the city hostage. Now, remember, they keep saying the word hostage, and yet we know that this is not happening. Nobody's being held hostage. Nobody's being, you know, like, it's, if anything, the city's being held hostage by, this, by the government and by the mm-hmm. city council that is forcing stores to close because of the, they don't want the, they don't, they don't, they don't want people to support the truckers well and of course they were held siege they held siege and they held the businesses and the people of their cities hostage hostage when they said oh yeah like you can't go you can't go to recreation facilities you can't leave your house past a certain point at night with the quebec curfews like all these things were these were occupying forces yep that held their own populace hostage and Mm -hmm. You even try and do a comparison between what the truckers are doing now and what the military and the police and the government have done over the past two years. It's Mm -hmm. laughable that they would try and use even slightly similar terminology. Let's go back. Let's go back really quick. Just really quick. Go back to terrorism. Does the government qualify for terrorism? Violent criminal acts? Well, they definitely committed violent acts against peaceful protesters. The police... The yep. police cracking down. That works. Yep. Criminal okay, acts. The they've one. like detained them illegally. Yep. Uh, yep. Mischief. Mischief. Is the government guilty of mischief? Remember like, that the, the, the RCMP who did destroyed those uh, heavy equipment? Yep. Remember or the... Like, uh, interfering, interfering, interrupting, or obj- obstructing the use of businesses. Mm-hmm. Like... 
when remember they, that, when they remember that barbecue place in Ontario? Yep. Do you remember that that barbecue? What what did they do? They they went in and they changed they broke the locks. in and they changed the locks in the middle of the night. Is that mischief? Oh well, that's much worse than mischief, actually. Yeah, mischief but is just I, a, I it's just an easy way of describing breaking and entering and destruction of property. Mm-hmm. Like mischief, as we were saying before, mischief is just a way of saying it's like, well, we don't know what to charge you with, but it's very mm-hmm. clear what these cops should be charged with. Yeah, mischief. Miss, well, mischief, destruction uh, mischief of property, and more, and like yeah. assault. These yep. officers are guilty of so much. So many of these crimes. Let's go to the next one. What was the yeah. other one? Uh, occupation. Oh, that's occupation. You don't even need to like provide a description of how the governments have occupied our territory during the last two yeah. years. It doesn't they even. You don't even need to everything. extrapolate it. They're holding the citizens hostage. The government's more of an occupier than the protesters. What's the next one? Well, siege. they don't need to lay siege to it because they already own it. No, but like if you think about a siege, think about how the government has been using the courts to like literally attack and hold people ransom. They've laid siege to go- the human rights of the citizens. And they've also laid siege to stores. They they send people there, like police officers and health authorities, and they basically go in and they basically like, you know, like essentially siege the place and and actually like until they comply, until they break. And yeah. then they basically close down. Now, that's more of a siege than uh, the truckers. Go to the next one. Insurrection. Insurrection. Active or instance. Definition? Acts or instance of rising in revolt, rebellion, and resistance against civil authority or an established government. Mm-hmm. Now, in this one, um, it's rebellion would be like an actual uh, like rebellion is actually a, 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 an attempt to take over a government to basically yeah. be like you know like no 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 we're we're throwing out the chains. Resistance, yes. Revolt. Uh, it's it's also like you know like the idea here though is that an insurrection is not simply. Fighting back because the government has taken you out. It, the the way that they're using the term is that the goal is to take to basically topple the government. If you look at the American January sixth, they call it an insurrection because the claim is that they wanted to overthrow the government, and they're using the term in the same way here in Canada, saying that they want to overthrow the government. But yeah. we know that government has not done that. Not none of the protesters have even claimed that they want to remove the government. They want the government to remove the mandates, yep. which is very different. That's another lie. Yep. Okay. Is there a final one? Yeah, there's a final one. Well, the final one is the description of like the rationale for the public order emergency of the Emergencies Act. Okay, so let's go over this. This is the final part of the shrewd check that we're going to cover. So we just talked covered how their their justification is completely based on nonsensical. Yeah. Uh, and 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 Terrible. dishonest and and untrue, verifiably false claims about what these people are. Here is the here's the actual emergency order. Now, there's a lot of people like Viva Frey. Go check him out. He does this in depth. Um, there's a lot of other people who go in depth into what is going on. But like, here's a justification that Justin Trudeau is using against these um, so-called illegal uh, yeah. insurrectionists. This is the, uh, there's four specific uh, rationales for invoking an emergency order. Yeah. Can you just go through the, the titles of them? Okay, during so a public order emergency, similar provincial input is required. The act no, no, describes no, 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 no. what? Sorry, sorry. Just go to the title. So, public order emergency is one. Yeah. What are the other four categories? Oh, public uh, welfare emergency. Public welfare emergency. Public order emergency, international emergency, and war emergency. 
Okay, so war doesn't count. There's no war going on. International, International emergency. That means a foreign power is trying to take you take over. Yeah, that doesn't count either. What are the other two? Uh, public order and public welfare. Which public is, welfare. Well, actually, which is COVID like, would actually be a public welfare emergency. Yeah. Well, or like the flooding in BC. Yeah. Or like the fires that happen every year in BC. It's just like it has never been used. Despite the fact that there are millions of hectares of land that get burned in BC every year, but mm-hmm. this has never been used. Never been used. And before. it's like, well, maybe you should use this to sequester. Like, this would be one good function of the government would be to say, all right, we're going to use the Emergencies Act for a public welfare emergency, and we're going to sequester the use of the military to help fight this fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that shows you you have. Other, there's other things that could have been far more ju- justifiable, but the reason they weren't used is because the, this, the, the bar for this is so high yeah. that it's almost, it, it, it virtually is a last resort, which is why governments haven't used this in 40 years. Yep. Because it's, it's such a last, or yeah, like 50 years, because it's such a last resort. But let's go to the actual public welfare emergency, which is the justification public order, public using order. for this. Public order emergency, sorry. Go for it. So during a public order emergency, similar provincial input is required. The acts describe the situation as one arising from a threat to Canada's security, including acts of espionage and sabotage, foreign yeah. influenced activities, which are detrimental to Canadian interests, terrorist yeah. activities, and efforts mm-hmm. to covertly or by violence overthrow the constitutional structure of the country through logical advocacy, protests, demonstrations, and similar activities are not included. Though lawful okay. acti- advocacy no, not are through, not included. Though. Okay, so let's go through those. These are the justifications that you can use to use the emergency orders, okay? This emergency uh, legislation. So, uh, a threat to counter the security, including espionage and sabotage. Is that happening, Stephen? Uh (laughs) Is Canada under threat of being overthrown by espionage or by sabotage? No. That would be like Kiefer Sutherland with the the TV show 24. 24. He would actually have a valid reason to use this but not trying to overthrow the government yeah okay foreign Uh, influence activities which are detrimental to canadian interests well they're claiming that there's foreign influence because they're claiming that the majority of funds that have been raised through gofundme and gifts and go were from americans right but in order for that to be legitimate you need to have like something that is detrimental to canadian interests okay yeah in other words Whatever the interests, the, the the danger at home, has to be a legitimate threat, and so that's where you fall into number three, mm-hmm. terrorist activities. Right? Yeah. That is what the government is saying is going on. They're saying that there's terrorism going on. These people are terrorists, but like we talked about, under the FBI definition, they are not terrorists. Yeah. Okay. And then, and even under Canadian te- definitions, they don't fall under that either. But they also say that they, oh, they're they're trying to covertly uh, or by violence overthrow the government. Okay. Mm-hmm. First of all, we can discount the fact that they're not trying to overthrow anything. They're they're trying to advocate, and they're not trying to do it covertly. So this is why the government is using this language. They're they're making up complete and bald faced lies to justify the emergency orders. Now, the last thing that they said in the brackets is that lawful advocacy. Okay. What is lawful advocacy? Is charter protected yeah. right to free protest. Okay. 
protests, demonstrations, all these kind of things. Lawful is means non-violent. Okay, so yeah. let's go to the last one. Let's go to the charter. Let's define what lawful, what is actually allowed in the charter as far as a lawful demonstration. Uh, do you know where that section is, Stephen? Um, that would be under mobility and legal rights. I think so. Like, see if you can, I, I remember looking at this earlier. I don't have it in front of me, though. Uh, okay. Uh, democratic rights. Where is it? Um, mobility rights. Oh, sorry. I, I had this before. I, I didn't. I just didn't save it. Um, oh, there it is. It's under fundamental freedoms. Yeah, that's where freedom I was looking at. So to see, go to the peaceful assembly. Yeah. Yes. So everyone has the following fundamental freedoms. In other words, fundamental freedoms means a freedom that is not granted to you by the government. It's automatic and it's there. Your government doesn't give it to you. It is. It, it overrules your government. And the freedom that the government cannot take away is the freedom of peaceful assembly. Remember, two words, peaceful yeah. and assembly. You're allowed, as long as you're peaceful, you're allowed to assemble. Yeah. Are these truckers peaceful? Yes, they are. And they're allowed to assemble. Freedom of association. That means that they're allowed to associate with whoever they want as long as they're not breaking laws. Why is the government so adamant about claiming that these these uh, tracker cowboys are legal, because in order to be like, because that's what they need to make to violate charter but rights. These, to violate charter rights, the, the at the very least, the only thing that these truckers are doing that's illegal is traffic violations. Yep. The mischief thing is overruled by the charter. Yep. You have a right to fully uh, demonstrate peaceful assembly. And, and the the right for uh, freedom of association. The only way the government could actually justify saying that these charter rights don't apply is if they use Section 1 yep. to disqualify them. Which and like they've we used constantly. Before, they, they have not demonstrated yep. that these don't, don't, don't like they have not demonstrated in the court of law that these cannot be done. Well, they refuse okay? to. They refuse to. Like, I think today, like, going a little bit further back... Today was the first day that I think Dina Henshaw was actually forced to go to court mm -hmm. and, like, try and defend these things. It's like, mm -hmm. uh, what? It's been, like, two years since these things were put in place. Mm -hmm. Like, how has it taken two years for our public health dictator to go and try and defend their, po their policy decisions, which have affected and damaged the lives of millions of Albertans and millions of Canadians and hundreds if of millions, if not billions of people around the world. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's taken you two year, two years to go to jail. I mean, no, two years mm -hmm. to go to court for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so this, the problem is like that our government is, is, is acting deceptively. They are lying to Canadian citizens. They're lying to everyone. The media is the, everyone's, everyone's on board. Everyone's joining in to this whole thing. Now, let's go through, like, so they've already violated uh, a lot of our rights uh, before this even happened. But with the new uh, powers, they, they're now violating additional rights. So uh, one of the things that they said is that they've they've uh, added 
a couple of things with these emergency powers. So we've already covered the emergency powers are not valid. They cannot use them. And but like it's a unilateral thing. They can only be like punished afterwards for using them. So let's go back to the charter. Go down to the legal rights uh, section, Stephen. Uh, and maybe zoom into the legal rights section uh, right there. Legal rights. Now go to the uh, uh, it says there under number eight. Yeah. Right. To be Everyone has the right to be reasonable search or seizure. Guess what the, they're doing right now with the banks? Yep. They're seizing assets. Why? Oh, because they're supposed to terrorists, but they haven't proven that they're terrorists. They're just claiming that they're terrorists. So remember how they said that, oh, no, these these uh, emergency powers are uh, subject to the charter? Mm -hmm. uh, guess what? They're not because they're breaking the legal rights to you know be secure against unreasonable search and seizure, which they're doing. And um, they're also being deprived of their mobility rights. Uh, mobility rights are the section right above that. Guess what uh, you know, they're doing right now with the mobility rights? You're not allowed to enter into uh, the actual section and the actual area where the protests are happening. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I... But they're, they're, in the Ottawa uh, homepage, they've actually... The Ottawa, Ottawa government that's actually like said or the Ottawa police have actually said nobody's allowed in or out yeah. of Ottawa. Guess what? That's breaking. Mobility rights. The entire Section 6. Entire Section 6, which says you're allowed to enter and exit. Yeah. So the problem here that's going on in is our government is breaking people's fundamental charter rights, yeah. their freedoms. So they're protest or peaceful protest is legitimate and so how is our government trying to mm -hmm. destroy and eliminate legitimate protest by using illegitimate illegitimate rules crackdown and crackdown and illegitimate rules to crack down on these very people so right. our government is essentially destroying the right to peaceful protest that is why stephen crowder was right this is a tyrant and they are not following the laws yep Okay. Which is, which transitions just right into the douche of the week, which I think at this point should be obvious who the douche of the week is. Because mm -hmm. it's clear that it's JC. Alright. So right, let's do this. So we're going to show so a couple of videos. We're going to show quick videos just to so show is... you what Trudeau is that I'm doing the intro. Shh, shh, shh. No, 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 no. But you have to say that this is the uh, Douche of the Week member because we're going to start right at the beginning of that little thing. Well, I already did. I already showed the intro for Douche of the Week. Yeah, but you have to explain what this, what this who the Douche of the Week is. I already said that it was Trudeau. <laughs> Anyways, that this week is that Trudeau is a Douche of the Week. So let's let's cover this. I'll explain after why that. I'll explain to Stephen after why we're doing that. Hey, go ahead. I know why we're doing it, but uh -huh. <laughs> you're just over-explaining because we're running out of time. All right. Go, so go. this is his comments in the House of Commons. Mr. Speaker, Conservative Party members can stand with people who wave swastikas. They can stand with people who wave oh. the Confederate flag. We will choose to stand with Canadians who deserve to be able to get to their jobs, who be able to get their lives back. These illegal protests need to stop. Illegal. There's the word. Will, Mr. Speaker. 
Might as well show the uh, member. The response. Yeah. The response from the Just member. Of, remind the honorable yeah. members, Carlton? including the honorable right honorable prime minister, to use words that are not inflammatory in the house. <laughs> oh, you got. For both sides, saying apologizes. Oh, oh boy. A Jew. Hey, you stop there, emergency. Yeah, and then this is a further response okay, so. from a guy, yeah. from another conservative MP, and he approaches it in, well, he demands an apology, and then Justin Trudeau well, responds in a stupid way. Yep. Parkland. Mr. Speaker, I've never seen such shameful and dishonorable remarks coming from this Prime Minister. My great-grandfather flew over 30 missions over Nazi Germany. My great-great-uncle's body lies at the bottom of the English Channel. There are members of this Conservative caucus who are the descendants of victims of the Holocaust. For the Prime Minister to accuse any colleague in this House of standing with the swastika is shameful. I'm giving the Prime Minister an opportunity. I'm calling on him to unreservedly apologize for this shameful remark. Amen. Yep. Amen, brother. Good line. The right honorable prime minister. Mr. Speaker, Canadians deserve their freedoms back. Mr. Speaker, these illegal blockades <laughs> that have continued to interfere with people's livelihoods, to interfere with people's uh, people's daily lives, uh, have have to interrupt the honorable prime minister. So yeah, he will not okay, apologize. Can you stop calling him honorable. Just stop, stop, stop calling him honorable. He well, I, yeah, it's it. unfortunate that the speaker has to. Like, uh, no. like this, if the speaker had his own, like, had a mind of his own and was like, okay, I'm just going to breach and be like, the right jackass, Justin Trudeau, mm -hmm. the right <laughs> douche, who will call people whatever he wants and then no. refuses to be accountable for it. Like, this guy is easily yeah. the worst leader that we've had in Canadian history by a long shot. At this point, no, I mean, but like, like, I just give me a give me five minutes with them alone in a room. <laughs> like, that's all I want. That's all I want. Well, that's maybe all. Like that's all. Like sixty percent of Canada wants something. Like, just give me five minutes alone with them. I will. I will. Like you know, like beat some uh, sense into this man. You know that. Well, yeah. Like, can you believe this idiot? Can oh, you believe well, the arrogance of what so he's saying. Angry. Oh, no, it's not just arrogance. Think about what he said. He. Literally responded to a Jewish member of of the, of the uh, conservative party, yeah, and he basically said to her, like, "Oh, you're in league uh, with Nazis. You, you stand, you stand with uh, the swastika. You're basically love the Nazis. Yeah, like anybody else, anyone else says that from a like the flip the flip the 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 roles, they're done. If an MP." The Canadian MP said something like racist or yeah. like anti-Semitic or something like that. They or, or even done. if they were even if they were completely honest with Trudeau and said the way that you were acting, and they took a line from Bill Maher and be like, "That's a little too Hitlerish for me." Yeah, exactly. Oh, the media like, would be they, all over them. They'd be like, "Oh, like this is just unbecoming of an MP," and it's like, "What did Trudeau just do? He just compared conservatives to being supporters of those of the Nazis." And, and it's the, all based on a lie. It's all it's based all on a lie. Based on completely. And we covered well. We covered this like three lie. weeks ago. That this and you was know a what lie. The crazy thing. 
You know the crazy thing about it? Like I remember finding out later that like they they caught like uh, Justin Trudeau's personal photographer was actually taking pictures yep. of the flag guy. So there was there's a good really good chance that that was an actual plant. Mm-hmm. And Justin Trudeau may have been involved. He himself may have actually put his own photographer to to try to capture the swastika flag. Guess who's actually standing with the flag? Justin Trudeau. It's yep. like ugh. Mm-hmm. This guy, because this is how Justin Trudeau has acted. He's gone from. You see, I love the Republic. <laughs> I am the Senate and unlimited power. No. That's the that's the unlimited power. Because yeah. this is yeah, and this is like this is actually a thing from this exact article in 2020 Trudeau said he supported the Indian farmers blocking roads and protests. But in Canada, he now needs war powers to teach peaceful truckers. There will be consequences. Can you believe this was like, this was like years ago. Like yeah, some of the comments a couple years ago. from like way back a couple years ago, he actually said that, uh, Oh, you know what? Uh, blockades of, of roads, totally legitimate. Come well, this is, this is a quote. This is what he says. Canada will always stand up for the right to peaceful protest. And human rights anywhere around the world, and we are pleased to see moves forward, moves towards de-escalation and dialogue. Canada will always stand up for the right to peaceful protests and human rights around the world. What a joke! Yeah. What a jackass! What like, yeah? What guy. a jackass! Yeah, like it's this important. Guy, this is a quote yeah. that he recently used. It's important to, for Canadians to know there will be consequences for those breaking the law. They're not breaking the law. They're involved in no. peaceful protests. And as I've told to many people online who try and say, be like, oh, they're doing this and this. And it's like, no, these people <laughs> are the definition of peacefully protesting. This guy, this guy is basically the epitome of the complete double standard yeah. that he constantly he can't help it anymore. Actually, this is where a good place to put that uh, meme I showed you, the one about the Queen of Hearts. Yeah. So this one. Yeah. So I created this meme basically to, to show because this people have pointed this out when it comes to like if you if you're doing like a railway protest which they were before yep. the, the pandemic they completely told well they, they were lighting they were lighting CN railway property on fire they were blockading they were blockading uh, it they were doing whatever they could and they were violently resisting yeah like the police were basically like our hands are tied we can't do anything against it mm-hmm. Yeah, and the police would actually arrest anyone who went and tried to dismantle it, or even tried to like report. Yeah, remember David Menzies went to one oh, yeah. of them, and they told him like, "Well, you can't be here, or we're gonna be arrested." You're yeah, like, wait. So those people over there, they're fine, but I'm reporting, which is a charter protected uh, right. But you're saying I'm yeah. gonna be arrested, and that's what they were saying. The second uh, the BLM image of 2020. About... No, actually, well, no. This is actually ha- this actually happened this week. Oh yeah. This is from Vic- this is from Victoria. No, oh. sorry, Vancouver. Vancouver. They tore down the statue of somebody called Gassy Jack, oh, which yeah. is the reason why they named that neighborhood uh, Gastown is because of this man. Yeah. But what are these? The, these are like a native protesters. What do they do? They went there. They chanted their anthem, and they tore down and defaced a statue. And what did Trudeau say? Like, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. So here's the... Uh, well, he also said it was totally legitimate back in 2020 when they decapitated yeah. statues of Johnny McDonald and others. And Queen Victoria. Yep. Like, you know, so here's... So, like, yeah, the meme basically says, like, you know, climate you know, climate railway blockades. Eh, I'm sure they mean well. Violent destruction of statues. Totally legitimate. 
And then finally, peaceful freedom protest. Off with their heads! Like yeah. Queen of Hearts. Exactly. It's perfect. It shows. Well, and then it's off with their heads and off with their dogs. Oh, Ottawa may euthanize so truckers' pets me. as punishment. So same day the videos emerged of Ottawa and Quebec police gearing up to go after peaceful convoy supporters, the Ottawa government was has warned protesters that their pets may be confiscated following their arrest. Mm-hmm. Position statements issued by the Ottawa Humane Society revealed that they may be unilaterally euthanized. Any animal that they deem to be not suitable for adoption, arbitrary behavioral and health tests will be used to make that call. These decisions mm-hmm. about the life of a trucker's pet would thus be made without their consent or knowledge while they're imprisoned for indefinite periods of time via the emergency powers of the Trudeau regime. Mm-hmm. That's like, this is just the icing on the cake uh, of everything that this, Trudeau is doing. This man is an absolute like disaster. Yeah. He is, he's a despicable, despicable human being. I actually, I also, I didn't catch the story, but I also saw a story like before the show that they're also threatening and legitimately threatening that if uh, be- because of these new emergency p- powers that uh, they're also going to confiscate your children. Yep. Because they're like, oh, well, you know, you can't be. You can't support children. them while you're in jail. Yeah. And no more than that is because the infrastructure law, like the, 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 the critical infrastructure law that they created, again, yeah. another law that violates the charter because the charter, uh, it doesn't, it, it cannot overrule the charter but they, they're doing it anyways that under that law you're not the children are not supposed to be there yeah and so guess what they're using that again against your dogs and against your children yeah. we'll kill your dog and we'll take away your children yeah that's how that's how like nasty that's how messed like, up legitimately these people are. nasty these people are they yeah. are like uh they're dirty like they're there's the level of villains like cruella the veil like just like nasty yeah. people absolutely but, absolutely nasty I mean, people but here's the national. This is part of the group that he surrounds himself with. This is Christian Freeland. Christian Freeland, the deputy no, prime no, minister. Don't, don't beat it. Actually, like play the, the just the first uh, the beginning of this clip. Sure. It's from Twitter. Confirming that accounts have been frozen, both personal and corporate. What is she doing? Releasing the She's information laughing. and the actual follow up. Laughing. Um, I'm just wondering whether the bank accounts will be targeted of individuals who donated to the Give Send Go and the GoFundMe campaigns. Are they considered designated people under the Emergencies Act, meaning that their credit cards could be cut and financial services are targeting them as well? Okay, so the names of both individuals and entities as well as crypto wallets have been shared by the RCMP with Mm -hmm. financial institutions. Okay, so stop there. accounts have been frozen and more accounts will be frozen. Mm -hmm. So, first of all, she's laughing. Yeah. At the the horrible misery and potential... She's absolutely ecstatic about it. She's ecstatic and laughing in your face. This is how completely soulless these people are yep. these are these are not like i know that trudeau and christian freeland they put on this nice like political face but underneath they're they're literally vile people yep they are the kind of people that if they go into your house you better like you know get get out the holy water start to, like, hide your kids hide your wives that's right hide everything you know hide these everybody. are dangerous demonic people these are people that are like so incredibly evil Yep. That I, I literally feel like the room would get cold when they walk in. I can't believe that because they. I, I don't think that they're like in in a spiritual um, in a spiritual perspective. I think that they legitimately have some demonic style, like yep. you know, like evil. 
like surrounding them. And I would be very wary about being around people like this. But what she said is that they're seizing your bank account. Remember how we talked about your, you're not supposed to uh, uh, be subject to unreasonable seize, search and seizure. Mm-hmm. It's all based on a lie. Yep. The entire foundation is a lie. The seizure is a lie. But guess what they've done? So go to the next story, Stephen. Uh, the one from uh, True North. Sorry. Okay. So if you guys don't know what happened recently, uh, it, oh no, no, wait, wait. There's another story. Um, um, oh, did I not share it? Uh, um, I thought I did. Um, she talked about this while I look for the story, and I'll, I'll share it because okay. it's it's important. But go ahead, yeah. Okay. Talk about this one. So Trudeau condemned around the world for moving to crush protests. So figures from around the world are standing with Canadian protesters. International journalists, authors, politicians, broadcasters, and celebrities have savaged, I would say ravaged, Trudeau over the authoritarian move. The criticism comes from varied countries, including the US, UK, France, Brazil, and the Netherlands. Their common theme is a distaste for Trudeau's excessive powers and his attempt to strip Canadians of their right to peaceful assembly. So Marcus Fish, Marshall Blackburn in the U.S., uh, protesters mm-hmm. outside of the Canadian Embassy in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the Robert American Kurosaki. Embassy actually like had a massive um, yeah uh, protest. Yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. Uh, French journalist Francois Ruffin. Yeah, uh, these are just some examples. People yeah, everywhere, goes all over the world, are laughing at our well, laughing and mourning. Uh, I just put. Yeah, I just put the story uh, in the Discord. So, okay. Um, Unpause. Okay, so this is the final story. All right, Self-described. So let me, let me, uh, okay, go. Okay, let me give it a quick uh, connection. So, uh, Krisha Freeland, we just talked about how she uh, used the, she basically used the emergency power to give herself massive powers to compel banks to essentially, you know, like seize people's bank yeah. accounts completely without any justification, no liability for the banks. They basically gave them like massive powers. But like something that you may have heard about this past week is that there was a data leak, a data breach at Gibson Go. And the, the person, the person who hacked them released all of this data and sent it to all of these, um, uh, news organizations. So the Washington post and Canadian, uh, like companies like CTV and CTBC, they were calling, harassing people, yep. trying to intimidate them, be like, how dare you support this? And people, and you have to remember, the timing of this seemed extremely suspect, yep. right? Super suspect. How does this all happen all of the time when the Canadian government? Well, it turns out that you have another person who is, um, now I haven't verified this completely, but it sounds possible, like very legitimate. This is a guy, what's his name, Stephen? Um, Aubrey Cottle. So apparently this guy is known as a cyber, as a cyber, uh, cyber like, you know, hacker. Cyber terrorist. And he's he actually went on his Twitch to actually claim responsibility for the actual hack. Now, go to the video and show what a lunatic this guy is. Look at him moving. What the heck? Nothing scares me. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yes, I doxed the truckers. I did it. It was me. I hacked Gifts and Go, baby. And I do it again. Hmm. Sounds stable. 
to do it a hundred times! I did it! I did it! Come at me! What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do to me, huh? You're gonna move around. You can probably stop there, but it, it gotta go yeah. down from there. I know. Like, if you actually look at the actual... Because I remember reading the text of, like, him claiming responsibility. And I was like, okay, this sounds like a cyber... Like, you know, maybe I have a really, you know, like, smart guy like Elon Musk. You know, maybe, like, claiming it. And then I actually saw the video. I'm like, oh, no. This guy's unhinged. This guy's yeah. legitimately unhinged. So, guess what? Our Canadian government suggests that the truckers, all of whom are incredibly friendly, incredibly, like, responsible, and incredibly, like, giving... That they're the crazy insurrectionists, that they have mental disorders. And yet here you have an actual guy who has actually done a crime of hacking a, a an actual business and releasing these documents out to the public. Um, and I can almost guarantee you this this guy will probably face no justice. They, no. They probably won't be intimidated. This is how completely confident these people are that they will never face justice. Yep. Again, double standard, right? People are being doxxed. People are being like intimidated. People are being threatened yep. by the actual violent, dangerous, threatening, intimidating people on Antifa and all these counter-protesters. And yet our government is claiming that the um, that the peaceful people are the dangerous are ones. Are the dangerous ones. Right? So yep. for those reasons, like Justin Trudeau, like, like we've we've followed him for like so long. This guy is just—he just gets worse and worse and worse. And it's like I think this week he just felt like, well, I've got nothing else to lose, so I'm just gonna go just go full tyrants. And I'm gonna say whatever I want, and I'm not even gonna care about the consequences. Yep, because there are none. This guy can literally yeah. get away with murder, and nobody would hold him accountable. No, this guy is a despicable human being. And uh, leftist I don't know. I don't privilege know. on full display. Wow! Incredible! Yeah. Incredible! All right, that is the end of today's show. Thank you for watching. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening. If you're following us on our various video platforms, then give us a like, share, comment, subscribe, and of course share this video with your friends because that's how it gets around, and because a lot of this information is relevant to share because. A lot of misinformation about this trucker protest, about what Trudeau is doing, is being circulated by the mainstream and establishment media. Mm -hmm. So, we are a counter voice to that, and we will fight strong, and we will not be silenced. Mm -hmm. If you're following us on our podcast platforms, then please download and share this content. And if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or other input, then put it in a comment on any of our videos. Or send us an email at our website, which can be found right here. Yeah, one of the guys that I know, he actually suggested to change our name again to uh, the the group that I made on uh, Facebook, the Northern Light. And I'm Northern like, Northern Light. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I mean, we we already changed our name. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, but we appreciate maybe we can we, maybe we can name something that we do Northern Light. That's right. We can name a segment or like. Interviews. Oh, All right. looking in the uh, that the, the Babylon B articles has Northern Light. It's like let's cover a lot of heavy stuff. Let's do the let's do the light stuff. The Northern, Northern Light, Light, the satire. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right. Okay. So, 
that's going to be it for today. We'll see you next week for Tuesday Newsday. Danny, what are we all about? Uh, here at the Shoot Dudes, we always like to remind you, why be, shru- why be rude? <laughs> why be shrewd? I almost wasn't very shrewd. Almost there. <laughs> wasn't very shrewd. All right. We'll see you on Tuesday, everybody. Have a great night. And as always, God bless. Thank <laughs> you.